James, how are you? I'm doing good, Nick. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm excited that you're on. Yeah, you know, there's so many times I ask people to be on, but this one you asked to be on, and somebody had to be stupid not to say or to say no. <laughs> so <laughs> you're on, and, and and I'm glad you're on, man. No, I appreciate I appreciate you uh, you know getting back to me, allowing me to uh, tell my story, and you know talk about. Talk about where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're, you you have quite the story that I am aware of. You you have you're jack of all trades. Um, one, you're an author, a writer, a mountain runner, uphill enthusiast. I mean, keep going. You, you, <laughs> you got your degree in geology, but you work in finance. Uh, come on, man. (laughs) So are you a mystery man? Are are you trying to, you know, do you work for the CIA and you're trying to get something on me? I mean, come on. So, and also uh, the last is a technical ridge running. So I want to hear from you, man. Like, what do you consider yourself? Because I've read some of your stuff and I'm like trying to pick, are you freelance writer? Uh, So yeah, yeah, I do. Right. I, I, I have a couple things published in Mountain Running Mag. Nothing crazy, and I do write on my own Substack as well. Okay, it blister. Yeah. I saw some in blister. Oh, and blister too. Blister. Yeah. Well, I'm because I run professionally for Ultimate Direction now. I uh, blister um, doesn't allow. I guess you could say it doesn't allow uh, professional athletes to write for them just because of the conflict of interest. So, but I was writing for blister for a little bit of time there. Yeah. So they're off the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh, some okay. great guys over there, though. Some really, yeah. really good people. Yeah. And then, as you said, you are a professional runner. Yep. Yep. So I just uh, joined the Ultimate Direction team this year for 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super excited to be a part of that team. Um, As we were talking about a little bit before, uh, you know, we were were laughing and celebrating because John Kelly, you know, my teammate just finished uh, just finished Barclay today. It's pretty exciting. Um, So, yeah, we have great team atmosphere. Um, You know, it's a really, really excited to be a part of that. So I'd say. Where I am right now, I am pro trail runner, and then I also have my day job. And those are the two things I am super focused on right now. In finance. In finance. Yeah. So I work for, I'm a uh, senior financial analyst for a uh, Fortune 500. Um, it's not too much to say about that. It's uh, <laughs> finance but, and accounting. <laughs> but your passion is? My passion is in trail running. Yeah. 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 Which is geology itself features of an area and the area the features that you love ridge running yeah 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 no, so it, it's it's a long it's so it gets into a crazy long story so how i fell into geology i i went to college i went to undergraduate uh got my undergraduate degree in florida um at florida atlantic university um and i actually started college as fau yeah, yeah okay. i think they just they're in the ncaa tournament this year yeah which is, yeah Pretty exciting. Um, probably win. I mean, my my bracket's cut, man. My bracket's <laughs> gone already. But, uh, but go actually, ahead. both Sorry. both. I'm no, pretty stoked. Both my schools made it in. So I I, nice. I went to grad school in Miami. So yeah. But anyway, long story short. So started off as a pre med, and uh, I'll be honest with you, was not a very good student. Uh, was not a very good chemistry student specifically. And if anybody knows that studies biology, there's a lot of chemistry. And I just you know freshman in college, you've got 
you know, girls. there's distract. Let's say there's distractions, girls, <laughs> and uh, and so I I took it a random elective. It was a marine science elective. I had this amazing professor uh, by the name of Dr. Edward Patuk. He's an emeritus professor of geology at FAU, and um, yeah, I took this incredible course with him. Fell you know head over heels in love with geology and and you know what the degree field was and you know it's very interesting. I I like the ambiguity of it where like. You could have two scientists looking at a rock for, you know, basically a rock formation. And this guy could say one thing. The other guy could say another thing. And they'd both technically some weird way be right, um, which I kind of like that a little bit more as opposed to like, you know, your hard science where there's a definitive answer. Um, so I fell in yeah. love with that degree field and how I actually found the mountains and found my love for the mountains was um, th- probably the best part about the degree is we do a six week field camp at the end of, uh, just before we graduate. And we did ours actually in the San Juans. Um, so of Southern Colorado and the San Juans, we did a few weeks in Durango. We were in Sil. that's what exposed me to Silverton. So I knew about Silverton before I even knew about hard rock and right. Kendall mountain and races like that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, uh, how I fell in love and, I went there and as soon as I finished, I was like, man, at some point in time in my life, I am going to move to Colorado. Like I absolutely love the mountains and, um, you know, progressed some time and, you know, graduate school. And I found myself actually out of shape, um, and not really knowing what I wanted to do and started getting into, I literally just happened to sign up for a half marathon and then a marathon. And then I started finding some trails and discovered ultra running on, I think it was on YouTube. And, um, yeah, that's how that's how it all came to be back in three years ago. <laughs> three years ago, 2020, you started running and now you're a professional runner for a big sport brand, the ultimate direction. Come on, man. How, I, how did I, you I, I, I pinched you myself. <laughs> you pinched um, yourself? So, I, I pitch myself that I it's I, I can't believe it's real sometimes. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, Great. especially because like I I never would have imagined this would have happened. Um, so kind of going doubling back on the story, like I do have a background in athletics. Like I played uh I was very serious about soccer throughout pretty much my entire life up until high school. Uh I played high school soccer a few years, had a bad break in my ankle. Um, still kept up with it a little bit, but just, you know, kind of fell out of love in sports. But I think that's where the aerobic base came from, um, was just getting, being really hardcore about that sport for most of my life. And, um, yeah. So like I said, I signed up for, I actually ran a 5k. That's what it was. It was a 5k race that I found in Miami. It was the South beach 5k. I was training a little bit for it, ran it. And I think I, I I think I ran like a 1756, something like that. It was a, like a very good time for someone just off the couch. I was pretty stoked about it. Yeah. And, and that was, that was really what set me off from there. I went to a half marathon, then a marathon. Um, and then, then it was just kind of, um, how do I say this kind of more just kind of rolled. And, uh, I think at one point in time I signed up for a 50 mile that I didn't wind up running because of COVID. Um, so some weird things happened and then I wound up running a trail race in Colorado and, the rest of his history because then I started getting very serious about it. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now you, you know, you're professional. It, it, could you be able to enlighten us on how it is to become a professional runner? If you're able to, I don't know if ultimate direction has, uh, 
no like a gag order on you guys but <laughs> how does that how does that uh come about man so the way it works like the way it works for me um was everybody especially like so every team is different every every brand has a, a team if you will or most of them especially the with the way i guess you could say the way the industry is rolling now is that every everything is very team oriented so ultimate direction has a team and they hand selected people that they would think would fit, you know, the best. And everybody serves kind of an individual purpose. Mm-hmm. So for me, my purpose more so is my specialty is a little bit more shorter distance stuff. So like you'll see guys like John Kelly, for instance, who's an ultra runner. He yeah. runs, you know, you don't really see him running uh, short distance mountain running. You'll see him doing like, the long distance stuff. But you have like, you know, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Joe Gray on our team. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, running short distance uh, you know, Pikes Peak Ascent, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so more Golden Trail Series and, and World Mountain Running Championship type stuff. So like m- my stuff is kind of like very uh, kind of in between. I run a lot. I really love the short distance mountain running scene, specifically in Colorado. And this year I'm going to branch out. So I'll be running all over the place. Um, and then I'm also very active in the FKT scene. So I've got a lot of FKTs planned for this year. Okay. Last year, I really, um, you know, last year I really, you know, I guess you could say did a deeper dive. Um, you know, I, I went saw. in after a couple of Colorado 13ers and stuff like that, but yeah, to answer your question a little more precisely is, yeah, it's, it's all based off of, you know, obviously results matter. Um, at least I, I, I think <laughs> I would hope, um, that's what we work hard for. And then on top of that, it's, it's definitely personality fit, fit with the brand, um, yeah. you know, and, and kind of things like that. So did you seek them out or did they seek you out? I saw them out. So, and everybody's a little bit different. I, I you know, I, I never really asked either any of my teammates how they helped it worked for them. But yeah, for me, I actually did seek them out and put together pretty, uh, you know, pretty precisely what I was looking for out of a brand um, and what I, you know, thought a partnership could look like and things like that. And, you know, they were, they were awesome about it. What got you into the FKT? Oh, you know what? I, and it's actually more of a, I, I guess you could say like a hard wrath approach than like a traditional like mountain running approach. The reason I say that is because I really like Jason's approach. Hard wrath approach. Don't, uh, his, don't tell him that. I really like his approach to <laughs> like, he's very, he takes like almost an artistic approach to it where he's creating these new routes and he's like, he's putting a different um, spin on things that you don't like. Like, You'll see like fast guys show up and obviously throw down great times. Like that's awesome. And that's what FKTs are all about. Right. But like, I also really like, I'd say more of my, uh, like more of my favorite aspect of it is being able to get artistic with it and figure out like, wow, this peak link up with that peak link up, this could be a really cool route. And then obviously seeing what you can do on it. And um, that's really what would turn me on to it more than anything. Um, obviously there's existing FKTs that I've, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff that I have my eye on this summer that are a little less artistic, more, more competitive, um, you know, as I try to, you know, build my name in the sport, but on top of that, definitely there are other things that I have my eye on that are, you know, going to be my more artistic expression. I actually have a, one of my teammates, Justin Simone. I don't know if you're familiar with him. If not, you should definitely have him on the pod. I, I've, uh, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And he's like the the original. Um, like he's he's done, you know, everything you could possibly think of. And I, like I said, that approach to me is more what's enticing. It takes a certain person to do that stuff, though, man. Those cliffs. Like I asked Travis, are you guys uh, adre- adrenaline 
junkies or you like that rush do you get a rush when you're up there on those sheer cliffs i mean because some of it can be dangerous i mean a lot of it is dangerous so what what is it what what keeps you going what keeps you from uh you know from quitting because man there are some i I climb mountains and there are some cliffs out there that will make your your cheeks pucker <laughs> you know and no you dude you're right and that's the thing like, and I'll, I'll be entirely like i know people think that you know professional trail runners are really good fkters like people have no fear and i the first person to admit is like i definitely like i all right so i don't know if you looked on my thing but uh, there's a route that i did this year called broken hand peak I and it. i actually wrote an article i wrote an article about it uh in mountain running mag and I had a panic attack coming down. So there's a, um, you go over, so I don't know if you're familiar with this area, but there's the Cresto Needle, which is a very prominent 14er. Uh, just to the left of that is where Broken Hand Peak is, the 13er. And in order to get to it, you have to kind of go over this pass, this like, it's like a, you could say third class plus okay. with some fourth class moves. And you got to drop back off of it. And when we did it, we did it in October, which was very foolish of me. And uh, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I did not bring spikes, and I did not bring an ice axe, and I had a panic attack coming down because it was, it was. I mean, you're looking at like an 800 foot drop, and you're looking down. I had, fortunately, I had a friend with me, and we talked about it, and he, he actually talked me through it. So I, there are things that like I, and because of that, it, it uh, you know, forced me. It was actually great because it forced me to get into the climbing gym forced me to work on skills that I didn't have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say that the adrenaline definitely gets popping. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you, is that what keeps you going and why yeah. you, you are getting ready for more this year? I'd say this year it's, it's a little bit different. I'd say it's less the adrenaline, more the, like, um, more the drive for competition. So this year I have a much different mantra, you know, I'm kind of picking different races and picking different FKTs. And the primary drive for me is to find the most competition that I've ever found and mm-hmm. see where I stack up and see how that falls. Are, so. are, are you aware of hard draft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he oh, aware I, of you? <laughs> we were, we were, I'll be honest with you. We were in each other's DMS yesterday talking. So nice. I think he's, he'll be out here. I think he's going to be out in Colorado, uh, this summer. So hopefully we'll get to get the link up. Nice. So. And then Chris Fisher just finished his, uh, winter, uh, winter summits. Did he? I, I, yeah. Wow. He yeah, just finished. He, he hit 59, I think, yesterday or the day before. I think the day before. Wow. But yeah, jeez, yeah. come on. This the second person to ever do that. What an incredible feat. Like, yeah. I, I have nothing but, you know, nothing but respect and good things to say. That's incredible. Everybody that does that or anybody that does that, man, that's a feat of itself. Even, you know, accomplishing what you did in two hours and minutes, you know, it's just crazy. And, and looking, I've been on some podcasts, right. And all they do is look at stats and I hate stats. Every, you know, I, I say, I hate stats, but looking at your stats, man, you're, you're quite an accomplished runner and you do have FKTs under your belt. So no, I appreciate that. Yeah. You hard rather not, you know, hard rather is he's <laughs> the man. And so, 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 so are you, you know, Fisher Longhurst. I mean, come on, man. I think it's like, that's the best, I think that's the best part about it though, is like, and I think that's what drives some of these guys to be so good is that like, for me, the way I view it is like my best. I mean, I think hopefully every runner like that's competitive views it this way is that your, your best days or your best accomplishment is still in front of you. 
you know, and that's kind of the way I look at it. Hopefully. <laughs> now, now, since you said the best days, do you ever have bad days? Do you, do you like, especially when you uh, have those FKTs under your belt already, yeah. were, were there are times when you had to say, Whoa, not today. Yeah. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm the first person to say like, I have not figured out the 50 K distance, like to save my life. Like I, uh, for so I'm a very, like, I, I really enjoy that 27, 30 K that probably that marathon distance and down. And I just, whatever reason, like I've DNF one and had a really bad finish at another. So hopefully that's why this summer I actually, I'm booking two ultras specifically to kind of get over that hump and figure out like, what am I doing? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I- all right. I'm not going to ask you what FKTs, but how many FKTs on your list this year? I'd say it actually is up in the air. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'd say somewhere between four and seven, something like that. Seven, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's just an, that's, that'll be August and September. And that'll be part of like race building for September goals. And, um, you know, I think I'm going to probably wind up doing the Telluride mountain run at the end of August as well. So is that one of your biggest runs this year? That'll be what now I'd say my, my biggest competition this year will be broken arrow. That's what I have. Like, I'm so excited about that race. Hopefully it happens. I'm uh Tahoe has been getting quite a lot of snow. So I'm a little, <laughs> a little concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yeah. I saw that on, on your, uh, ultra sign up. You're, you're heading to Tahoe. Have, have you been? You've been, right? I've never, no, I've never been. No. no. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've done all the mountains there, man. It is beautiful. I think, uh, once you go there, you're, you're going to fall in love and you want to move there. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. I've already been looking in like the greater, because Colorado is expensive. We've looked at like the greater Reno area to see like, oh, what, what's out there? It's you a know? little bit cheaper. I, I would, I, I thought about going to Carson city area because it's right at hop skipping away from Tahoe, but my okay, wife's okay. like, I'm not going to live in Carson city. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Fine. My, my girlfriend already put the kibosh on it. <laughs> yeah, so Colorado it is. <laughs> I'm fine with that. No complaints. <laughs> yeah. So, so with the writing, since you are a Jack of all trades with the writing, are, are do you ever think about writing a book I'd like to at some point. I don't, I have honestly don't know what I'd write it about. Like I have, well, actually I take that back. I have some ideas on what I would write it about. It would obviously, it would be nothing about me. It would probably be more toward uh, like trail access or trails specific to like the Pikes, like one of the areas I love. And that's why we live here in the greater Colorado Springs area is like the, the greater Pikes Peak region just has such incredible trails. Like we have an amazing trail system, given the fact that it's a, like a greater Metro area. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'd thought about. I'd say I'm kind of split on it. Like I really enjoy, I, I discovered Substack actually later in this past year. And, um, I started writing about just like a lot of experiences that I've had and, you know, kind of how I can inspire others and, you know, just things like that. And it's kind of grown and evolved. And, you know, one of the things I like to tie it to are my adventures. So, you know, whether we're out there going for an FKT on like Broken Hand Peak, I got, obviously because it's got, it's so like seared in my brain and I have like very vivid memories of it. It's easy for me to be able to kind of like tra- talk about what transpired and like how, you know, that kind of ties into, you know, what's going on and, you know, really what's going on in, in, in with today. Like for instance, like my crazy adventure that I had on Broken Hand where I had a, a panic attack. I was very easily able to like tie that toward, um, 
like, you know, we had, unfortunately we lost a lot of, you know, runners in the backcountry last year. And it was like, really, I wanted to tie it toward like backcountry preparedness and like why, you know, like, yeah, you take these big risks, but you really need to, you know, be aware. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of how I tied it into my writing. Would you say the love for outdoors got you into writing or what What got you uh, I don't know. an inspiring writer, man? One day I just sat down. You know what? So I listened to a podcast. I can't remember which one it was. Not uh, mine. And, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was actually, it, it, it put, it, they turned me on to this book by Stephen Pressfield and he wrote um, Turning Pro and then I think it's uh, the art of war, the war of art, war of art. And then he wrote a second one called Turning Pro, mm-hmm. and it talked about the muse and writing and how you can really leverage your writing when you sit down to you know kind of tap in. It's kind of like tap into a little bit more of who you are and things like that. And you know, I took it to heart and started. It was actually right around the time that I actually did sign with Ultimate Direction, where I really got started getting serious about it. And I started writing, and you know it. Like I said, I just picked a handful of experiences and wrote about each of them. Um, and then the muse kind of left me. I actually haven't written in a little while because <laughs> I haven't had much to write about. Um, so I'm kind of like taking a step back and reevaluating and like, you know, as the, as the adventures happen, that's where the, I guess you could say the, um, the muse will, you know, kind of call to you so you can write about it. With the time you do have, when does training come, uh, come around, man? Man, so I I work from home. I'm blessed to be able to work from home because I don't know if I could do this if I was in an office. Right. Um, what I do, prof- you know, professionally for work work um, is like a lot of financial spreadsheets, a lot of numbers, a lot of analyses. And for me, I've got a very flexible schedule to where I can duck out in the middle of the day to go on a one two hour run, depending on what we're working on, uh, and then be able to get back and then beauty of it is I actually work East coast hours. So I'm off work at like two thirty, three o'clock. Okay. And once that comes, I can hit a, usually do a double depending on what I'm training for, uh, or get, you know, getting the weights and stuff like that. So yeah, what, what's, a, what's your sure. go-to, uh, mileage a day? It depends. So I actually just made a, a coaching change and we've been kind of implementing, you know, a lot of different like workouts and stuff like that. Um, so far I am stoked. I really, so I just, uh, I just started working with uh, Eli and uh, Tabor Hemming. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Definitely two people you should reach out to to have them <laughs> on the podcast. Um, <laughs> they're both incredible runners um, and incredible coaches as well. And uh, so it ranges. So sometimes, you know, I'll do I'll be doing like a 10 mile workout with like three by one, two by one, one by mm-hmm. one different, you know, at like one hour, two hour or one hour, 10K, 5K effort, things like that. And then I've got my standard long runs on Saturday that everybody does. Uh, a lot of workouts though, a lot of hills, a lot of a uh, lot of good, probably two work, two to three workouts a week. So lots of speed. I normally don't talk nutrition, but do you uh, are you a stickler on that, or do you just eat whatever you have in front of your face? Man, this is a good. This is a great question because it's something I struggle with. Yeah. Uh, so if you were to look at you, if you were to look at me, you would never think this guy is a runner, and much less a competitive runner, because I had probably <laughs> five and a half feet tall if I'm lucky, and I'm built like a wrestler, and it's genetics. My dad looks like a wrestler. We all do, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know why. Like I, no matter how hard I try, like I, you know, I try to cut weight and like stay, you know in the healthiest shape that I can be. But for me, diet wise, it's, 
it's pretty strict. I'm not going to lie. Like it's a lot of salmon, a lot of fish, a lot of, you know, obviously your carbs, uh, a lot of protein shakes. When I say carbs, I mean like sweet potato, rice, uh, a lot of, lot of vegetables. Um, I'll strain, have a steak every now and then, but yeah, nothing too crazy. It's pretty strict now, especially like I always view trail running and like, as I kind of view it, actually, it's funny as a, I don't know. I always pull from like different sports to where I get my inspiration from and mixed martial arts is a great one for me. So like if I'm not training for a race or if I'm not on it, like on, if I'm not on a block, like I'm, I'm going to gain weight and I'm going to eat whatever I want, but I'll still be training. But as we, as we get closer to competition, I'm definitely going to like dial that in and I'm going to cut, you know, and get close to what I would call quote unquote race weight or, you know, I'm ready for that. So, so when you're out in the trail, what's your go-to? Or for for oh um when know, you're I on the ridge i've been mixing it up spring energy is what i've been liking a lot more the gels uh mm-hmm. i used to like drink a lot of my calories and it could be i don't know i play around with it all the time um could be because it's winter or springish um you know i drink less calories and you're not drinking as much so i'll eat more with like energy gels and stuff like that but i found like spring energy has been working a lot lately for me so i gotta ask you man peanut butter jelly sandwich out of the picture or <laughs> that's happy pop tarts too so this is actually a funny question <laughs> some, some, I'm, I'm getting ready so saturday my girlfriend and i are running the in colorado springs it's a new tradition this is the third year we're doing it um it's the pikes peak winter marathon mm-hmm. so we do the the pike, typical pikes peak marathon route except there's a you know 20 feet of snow on the course and you got to figure your way up the mountain and down. It's more of like a mountaineering thing than it is a running thing. I think right now, I don't really know how much snow is up there, but that's something I've been working on is dialing in. uh, What are we bringing? Are we bringing pop tarts or are we bringing egg McMuffins? Like what's the plan? So there'll be, there'll be a lot of food (laughs) Oreos. (laughs) So if you had a shot to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, how would you build it, man? Oh, I'm a, I'm a lot of jelly. I'm a lot of peanut butter, but I'm even more jelly. Like I'm smothering it on. Yeah. So like, a I don't 50, skim 50, 50, 50. Yeah, I, I'd say 60, 40. Yeah. 60, 60 jelly, 40 peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wheat bread. Yeah. Mm, definitely not white bread. I'd say probably wheat bread or like a glu- <laughs> gluten-free bread. <laughs> you, you definitely listened to the podcast, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the white bread yeah we don't get white bread around here no no you gotta you gotta be rich for that one man <laughs> so and what kind of like do you get preserves you get the all natural at like uh you know gifts mom and pop gift shops like uh we've got like uh we've got natural grocers here which is like a uh, i don't know if you're familiar with it it's like they yes. make the natural peanut butter and the natural jelly uh, I get the one with the bear, the jelly with the bear on the front. I really don't know the name of the brand. Okay. Uh, I just buy it because it's got the bear on the front. I thought that was if fun. I see it's it, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll have to check it's it out. Great brand messaging. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right. When, when, when you aren't working, I don't know when that is, what do you do for downtime, man? It's, it's tough. Um, you know, it's hard for me to t- turn it off. Like when I do, it's usually just watching Seinfeld or reading a book. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd say like, so my day structure is, like I said, I, I work East coast hours. So I'm usually up four thirty, five o'clock every day. I'm like very early, I'm early rising, have my coffee, start work or whatever I need to do. 
you know, I'll do my run midday after work, which is like two thirty, three o'clock. I'll either, you know, go for a double or I'll hit the rock climbing gym. And then after that, it's like, you know, dinner time, I'll eat my dinner and then I'm dead by the time that usually comes around. So yeah, it's, it's usually a, uh, it's either a book or, uh, yeah, like I said, <laughs> I love my Seinfeld. So okay. well, I'm a big fan of that. And then I'll, I'll usually write during work hours. So, okay. All right. Well, then I can get away with it. <laughs> what book are you reading right now? Uh, so I just finished the, uh, turning pro by Stephen Pressfield. And that okay. was the second one to his, uh, it was the second one to his, ter- um, excuse me, uh, war of art book. So okay. and turning pro is, it's pretty straightforward. Like it, it just talks about that difference between an amateur and a professional and, and, and the mindset of it and what the amateur is doing versus what the professional is doing and how, you know, how you really apply that into your everyday life. So your favorite uh, Seinfeld episode of all time, the one that if it's on, you're going to sit there and watch it, man. Yeah, I know soup it's difficult. Nazi. Soup Nazi, man. Soup, soup Nazi? Nazi? <laughs> no soup for you. <laughs> no soup. <laughs> this is the greatest, probably the greatest show ever. <laughs> right. I, I, was, I, I mean, there's so many of them, like man hands and then the guy that's in his face that talked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, pre, pre, did you ever see the pre-moose, post-moose one? The, when he get when Kramer gets the moose, and he's like, "Oh, my pre moose life, and then my post moose life." Oh, oh, it's hilarious! I have the, I have it's, it's so funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, Kramer's Kramer's good, man. Kramer's yeah. good. So, yeah. but but like, what do you do? Like, is there downtime with your schedule? I mean, with jack of all trades, it, it's almost like is traveling your yeah downtime. Yeah. <laughs> You know, all right. So it's pretty sad to say that like, I'm so focused, like specifically this year, I would say that like downtime is like, I'm either daydreaming about like running or it's like Seinfeld. So, but when I do get to finally relax, it is 100% travel. Like I, uh, yeah. So this year, uh, so my family lives in Florida, so Mm -hmm. I already planned, uh, I'm going to be running a 50 K in November down in Florida and I'm going to spend the month down there. And after that, I'm just going to, sit on the beach and just enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, downtime is definitely travel. So, so just, just, just let you know, man, the ladies don't like us guys traveling or going on vacation and vacation runs. They do not like that. Be the first one to tell you everybody that I've had on their, their wives or their significant other complain about that so just let you know no you're right i i literally got asked this question the other day i she's at, she asked me when are we going to pick a like a vacation that's not a race i was like well, but we're gonna be doing fun stuff well the problem is too is like for you that well the problem is too is like i'm usually in taper if we go somewhere for a race and i don't want to do anything like i don't i don't want to do anything that's gonna like twist an ankle or anything so yeah. yeah it's uh i'm not the best person to be around when it comes to that time anyway so yeah there you're right there needs to be separation man it's tough <laughs> it's the, i think yeah. it's still tough i've been married 17 17 years right and it's it's tough but i, I try to make do <laughs> <laughs> it's funny with with that bad ankle injury how does that always is that always sitting in your back of your mind that you might have that injury again not as much just because it's been a while um i i do have a tendency to roll the opposite ankle every now and then and i do wonder if it's like a compensation thing um i have an amazing pt in colorado springs shout out to sean rimmer at uh, run potential pt Mm -hmm. um he 
I go to that guy knows the stuff about trail running. He's a amazing trail runner in his own right. And he's given me a lot of stuff to help with that. And I do worry. I actually had really like I had, I broke it at the growth plate, had surgery on it, had to get a pin in there. So it was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, like I said, I don't like, I, I think like, thank goodness to my ortho. Like I, I think the, <laughs> the the ankle I broke is better than the ankle that I didn't break. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now when you're, when you're rock climbing, because you say you do that, mm-hmm. that right there, you can be injury prone too. Yeah. Yeah, I tore a meniscus doing that, and guess what? <laughs> no more rock Ooh. climbing at all, man. Ever since then, I'm like, nope, I'm good. It, it does have me worried. So the reason I'm doing it so much more now is uh, Broken Arrow actually has. It's one of the races I'm doing this summer. They have a uh, the Iron Face Challenge, and there's a Via Ferrata component to it. And um, obviously, Via Ferrata has a degree of separation, obviously, away from like normal climbing. But with that said, like you're still on a wall, you're still doing a lot of that stuff. So yeah. kind of, that's why I've been in the gym more so than like it, than a tangible wall, just because a, I'm not a good climber and B <laughs> the more I could do to like limit the, the amount of injury, like the better. So. Okay. What does your uh, significant other like to do? She's a trail runner in her own, right? She's okay. uh, yeah. She got into it over the last few years as well. Um, yeah. And so it's a great way we connect actually. She, uh, she does more ultras. She's a way better ultra runner than I'll ever be. Uh, she's patient and I'm just not, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's, she's really big in the ultras. She's actually, uh, she's got a few races coming up this summer, uh, and in Colorado as well as, uh, I think she's going to run one in New York as well, but she did, uh, well, or the, what is that? The Gorge Waterfall 50K last uh, last spring. She does a lot of them. So, did she, did she like it? I think so. <laughs> I, I heard that's one of the most beautiful runs in the uh, the nation. Yeah. Oh, did did she like the race? Yeah. No. Yeah. She. Uh, oh, we love. I mean, I. I. Yeah. It was incredible. That course, the gorge mm-hmm. itself, is something I would definitely go back to. Um, you know what Dylan Bowman did down there, as far as not just the race but the community, is just incredible. Um, but yeah, there, I highly suggest that race. Like they have now three distance options and, um, we did it last year and, or I, I crewed her last year and it was pretty wet. Um, so it was an interesting type of course, you know, a little, little technical, a little rocky, but still very runnable. Um, yeah, very cool. Cool area. Okay. Yeah. When running, what's the number one thing you think about, man? Man, you know, I listen to a lot of music. Big music yeah. guy. Yeah, I I, uh, I actually limit the amount of time I run without music because a lot, like I said, a lot of times it's a workout. If I'm doing easy miles, I do zone out and I'll think about usually like my checklist of what I got to do at work. Um, or sometimes I get into it, think about competition. Uh, if I'm doing like a really hard workout, I very uh, much so like visualize. Okay you know, three or four months from now, you're going to be in a race and it's going to be harder than this. So you're going to have to push. Um, so things like that, you know, kind of weird. (laughs) Mentally, are you, are you tough on yourself? Very, very Very. tough. Yeah. I'd say, well, it depends. Um, you know, I just really like the, especially for this year, I put a lot of expectations on myself and, um, you know, just to leave no stone unturned, you know, as, uh, the way i'm kind of viewing it you know like this is an opera amazing opportunity ultimate direction has given me so 
you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, you have to, you know, no matter what you have to, uh, you know, really do everything you possibly can to, to make the best out of this year. So I had, uh, Lisa on and she's gun ho. She killed it. She got second in Arapa uh, Arapaiva, uh, golden ticket. Oh yeah. She got Yeah. The gold, uh, one of the golden ticket races. Or? Yeah. I had her oh. on man. And she mm-hmm. did. She did all that and she continues to do everything with a 60% torn labrum in the hip. Wow. I asked her, I asked her if she would be ready if she got injured. And she went around it. I don't know if you listened to that episode. She went around no. it. Answer it. Do you think mentally, if you got hurt, not jinxing, I'm knocking on wood for you, <laughs> would you, would you be mentally ready for her injury? Yeah, it depends. You know what? Actually, no. And the reason it's it's tough to say that because I actually uh, so I'll give you a good example. November, um, I was on a training block and I was killing it, like probably in the best shape of my life, pretty close to where I'm at right now. And I had a um, I didn't know it at the time. I thought I did something to my meniscus. I had like a really bad issue with my left knee because I had been running on really steep terrain up and down, up and down. And uh, that's shout out to run potential PT, Sean Rimmer. I went to him and uh, probably like two weeks later and he, it was literally knee bursitis. I'm like super in tune with my body. So if the littlest thing like acts up, I'm like automatically a crybaby. I think the, like I'm, I'm never running again. I'm like, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, but in that time I was, I was not ready. Like I give running a place that it probably shouldn't have in the sense that I, uh, I, I really don't delve a lot of, uh, or pull not, I wouldn't say self-worth. It's just that like, I love it so much. Like yeah. there is like, I, I'm not joking. Like I go to sleep at night, probably every night thinking about running. And I wake up in the morning, probably every morning thinking about it. Like it, it's, it's, that's, that's good. It's that's not, good. It's probably not healthy. Um, but, but you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I think that, but I also think that's what it takes to compete. You right. know, I think that's what it takes to be, to be where I, you know, eventually want to get to. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, I I asked that because I myself, man, back to back. I mean, I, I've been injured since 2018. You know, I had back surgery. I had torn meniscus year year before last. I rolled the heck out of my ankle. I blew it up, man. And and I now like I coach cross country at the high school, and I took that coaching <laughs> like I I, I would uh, be running, you know, and it was the best thing, best cure for what I need to get done. Right. So mentally I I was focusing on that instead of running, but doing my best while coaching, you know, and I'm going to do a hundred. So it's still in my mind. Like, am I going to get injured? Am I going to get injured? But I always wanted to know, like, because you're an elite runner, Lisa is too. There's also other elite runners. And I have to ask that question because it happens not trying to i'm knocking on wood (laughs) not trying to jinx it and and i just wanted to know like uh how far in it are you guys depends on the injury like if i can run through it i'm 100 gonna run through it if i can't i'm also like i say this now you know with a clear mind but i say like in the sense that like if it is too bad if it is like too like an injury that you shouldn't run through 
Like, I also feel very confident that like, I have such good coaching and such good people around me that I can shut it down for a month or however long it takes yeah. to heal. And we'll come back to it. You know, the only thing that I get concerned about is like, I'm not exactly young in the sense of like the type of races that I like to do. Like it's a uh, very much, I think the older, you know, well, it's not even, I think, but the older I get, obviously you're going to lose a little in your VO two max. You're going to lose a little bit, you know, two to 3% a year in your performance. So that is on my mind as well. So like I am, that's why I kind of do everything I can now between diet, between PT, between strength, anything you can possibly think of to just be like extra careful. Um, but it does happen. Like you said, like I, I had, I tore a, um, last year I had like a bad groin thing this year. I had a bursitis thing. Things pop up. So yeah. What's, what's tougher getting old or having an injury? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and I do worry about that. You know, I just turned 32 this year and I'm like, Oh man, like I don't feel any older. I feel, you know, like I continuously get in better and better. I mean, I look at my PRs and I just, it keeps getting better, which is great. But like psychologically to prepare yourself for the fact that like that's going to that's going to end pretty soon or at some point in time, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's fleeting. But that's well, that's athletics that everybody yeah. goes through it. You know? Look at Max King, man. King. Yeah. The no, ageless I mean, wonder. Yeah. 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 And, and and then Ian Sherman, they're, they're all from Bend and man, they're kicking it and they're all, all, over 40. I'm 41, but I ain't, you know, I'll say above average, but I am no elite. But I mean, <laughs> so. look at. <laughs> Look at Joe Gray. My, my, my teammate, Joe Gray is 30. I think he said he just turned 39 and he's still whooping everybody. Right. So there's hope. <laughs> so, so the more you're in the ultra world too, especially watching y- y- your girlfriend, you'll see, man, the masters beat 30, 30 year olds age group, the 20 year old age group. The masters is where it's at, dude. That like you talk about competitive, those ladies and the men, man, and the masters oh, yeah. dominate. Dude, it's you know, like it's, it's it's crazy you say that. So the Colorado when it, when I first moved here, like people would automatically assume that like I found like young runners to run with. Like I actually randomly met a group of like masters guys that are all studs, and I ran with them for a while. I still run with them occasionally, but um, the Colorado Springs just has so much depth of like masters guys that are just crushing it. It's a retirement um, place. Telling man. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Isn't there a military base there too? Yep. Yeah, we've got the Air Force Academy. We've got Fort Carson here. We've got a lot of pretty heavy military. Yep. And so what they do is I mean, Colorado's a nice place. It might be expensive, but there there's a lot of uh retirees that go out there because, you know, they can have their cake and eat it too, you know, go go to the base or go on post and, and uh get commissary, you know, cheap food and then cheap gas. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it works hand in hand, man. Yeah. So, Tahoe, when is that race? June. 16th, 15th, 16th, I think 16th. Yeah. How many days do you plan on being there? Do you plan on being there for a week, two weeks? What? So we're going to come out. uh, We'll be out. So I race iron face on that Friday, which I think is the 15th or the 16th. We'll be out the Tuesday prior to the race. We'll do a little course preview. Um, You know, I'll be doing, so I'm doing the 46th the day after too. So I'll be doing a course preview for both getting to check out the Via Ferrata as well as, you know, checking out some of the 46 K course and just seeing what that's all about. Uh, and then we'll be there. I think we'll be in the greater Tahoe area until, um, I think Wednesday of the following week. And then we're, we have to go to a wedding. So 
Okay. Well, do do yourself a favor, man. Do either Mount Talak or uh, Mount Rose. Do Mount Rose. I Mount Rose. Mount Rose. That's I. Every time I'm in Tahoe, I do that. Mount Rose. Okay. Yeah. Did you know? That. Yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on the Nevada side, so it, it should be a little bit of snow. Maybe after. a lot this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be in the tree line. It might have a lot, but man, it's it just there's something about it. The, you get a higher up. There's like moon dust. It's it looks like a moon, but um, oh wow, up there. That's but cool. yeah, no, it's really cool. Mount Rose is one of my favorite ones to do, and then I'll go on to all the others. And I've done all those peaks over there. So, um, not not a ridge line kind of guy, but I I, I love uh, running mountains myself. So. <laughs> Man, I there's and you know what the states have. I mean, like I said, I barely like I've been in Colorado now a few years, and I feel like I barely scratched the surface. And then I went over to the Cascades last year, and I was like, oh, more mountains. <laughs> you well, know, there's just so much. Well, you got the elevation, man. So you got that training, that good training. So I mean, that yeah, definitely helps. Definitely yeah. helps. So yeah. what's your, what's your ultimate goal, man? That's Are you question. in it right now? Are you in it right now? So I'll be entirely honest with you. I never thought in a million years, like if you were to ask me this, even a year ago, I would never think I would be in the position that I'm in right now uh, with what where I'm at with running. Yeah. So right now I kind of think I'm, I mean, I'm living the dream in the sense, like living my dream. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how far we can take this. I mean, I would love to, I think the only thing left for, well, no, there's a lot of things left for me, but one of the big things is, see where I'm at with the higher competition. I think the ultimate goal next, like this year is obviously see where we're at with braces like broken arrow, um, you know, maybe speed goat, things like that. And then next year, probably golden trail series is where I'd like to take it and see where we can mix it up there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I love ultimate direction. I love, you know, being with that brand. So that would be, you know, something I'd like to continue. And, um, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> that's uh that's that's where we're going for the next few years. And then trying to balance that with work too. Like for me, uh, you know, I think my biggest challenge is has nothing to do with running. I think it's me going through this journey of figuring out like um, you know, what's the best balance between what I do professionally for work and what I do professionally with running. And maybe I can blend those two in some different way. So do you ever th- are you gonna strictly uh run on trail or do you think you'll uh pound pavement every so often so i would like to i've never gotten the best of myself in a half marathon or marathon uh so next year it's actually already on the books like it's already planned for me i'm gonna try probably to do a half marathon block like i don't think i have it like you know i I mean i don't we'll see i'm not really sure what i have in my legs yeah um but i definitely would like to see where we can get on definitely both the marathon and the half marathon more specifically the half probably um, and even the 10 K, like I, I, you know, I've been yeah. doing a lot of crazy speed stuff lately and I even have a quick 10 K in my legs. So we'll see. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you ever think you're going to compete like professionally in the 10 K world, the 5 K go against those, the speed no. demons, man? No, I don't have that in my legs. Um, huh? <laughs> I wish, um, no, I, I think. Like I said, I think I can run a decent half marathon time. I think I can run a pretty decent marathon time too. But like I said, I don't even know where to begin. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of my peers started off in cross country and track as where like I started off my career really in soccer. So Which, I've always been, a, I've always been on grass, you know, not that they haven't with cross country, but like, I don't know, like I've never, uh, 
you know, I still to this day don't even know what my with my five K PR is. Like, I don't know what my mile PR is because I've never really like tried to do any of that. You know, so, so the best runners that, that you know that I coach are soccer players, man. So don't don't sell yourself short, especially when it comes in the running world, man. Because those those soccer players, I mean, they're forever running, and you saw the World Cup. They yeah, run like ten studs. miles, man. Yeah, yeah, ten yeah. Miles no, it's. It's a different, uh, you know, it's a different thing. Whereas like some days I'm like envious. I wish I would have, uh, done this or that or like, but I have to be honest with you. The only thing I wish I would have done was like, um, like Nordic skiing. Like that's something where like we've had Nordic skiers come into our sport over the past oh, yeah. few years and they just dominate. Like they're just some of the craziest fit athletes I've ever seen in my life. Um, so yeah, that's something that. I think I missed the boat on that, but <laughs> their, their endurance and then the, you know, their, uh, lung capacity, the way they breathe is how they manage. <laughs> it's crazy. They have the one up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your go-to during a race, man? What, what, what do you, what's the one thing you have to, uh, get like a gel or water? Is it heat? Is it, um, what? Oh man. Um, it depends. Like uh, for me, I'd say, I don't know. Like, what do you mean in the sense of like, when you have to, uh, hydrate? Oh, hydration. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, water's good. Like I, it depends on the race. Um, you know, during summer, it's dry, hot here. So usually it go to a little, you know, I don't really bring that much water with me me, you know, little 250 milliliters or less, unless they mandate it like a little handheld, um, gel, you know, I, every 30 minutes I'm having a gel, something like that. I don't take it as serious as some people, other people do. Um, in fact, like there have been races, I'm not going to lie to you, where I've just, you know, you put the pedal on the floor and you're not even thinking about stuff like that. You'll, you'll drink, you know, you'll have your hydrate, your your nutrition and your water and stuff like that. So you don't have to think about it, but like, it's, been a, it's a challenge for me to even sometimes like think about like, Oh, it's been 30 minutes. I need to take a gel, you know? Um, whereas like this year I really kind of practiced taking a step back and saying, okay, like the greatest thing I just realized on my watch, like I'm a, one of those chorus watches that you can, um, you can put an alarm for like nutrition for every 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. Crazy. So that's actually helped. That's helped a lot like technology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. What's your routine in the morning, man? Ooh, I'm a athletic greens standing outside. Doesn't matter what the temperature it is. I wake up, have my coffee, stand outside, look at the sunshine, drink my athletic greens. It's like a, it's like a ritual for me. <laughs> Race yeah. day two. Uh, still working on that. It does. It depends. Um, you really, the reason is, is because like a lot of times, like we're, you're out of your routine, you're somewhere else, you're in a hotel yeah. or whatnot. So I try to stick to the same thing. I don't try to change anything up. Um, I'm actually so routine oriented that like, if it's an in-state race, like I even bring my Nespresso machine with me. Wow. I'm I'm, like very routine oriented. So like, I don't want to screw anything up or change anything for race day. So yeah, if like, for instance, like I ran Kendall mountain this past summer, we stayed in Durango and I was like, Oh, we're driving out. I'm like, all right, we're bringing the coffee machine. (laughs) It's like, why are we bringing this? (laughs) All right, man not not talking about drinking but what's your celebratory drink after a race Ooh, so i'm a big so i don't drink anywhere near as much like now just because i'm very you know into the running but i'm a big ipa guy uh there's a juicy hazy ipa forgetting the name of it because it's been a couple years since i even had it actually um 
I have to look it up. It's a, uh, well, let's say, let's just, all right. So let's say anything from Avery right now, just because we're, you know, I'm in Colorado, so I got to okay. you know represent that. But usually uh, a hazy IPA of some hazy kind. Hazy IPA. So, I yeah. was thinking something, you know, PG, like chocolate milk, man. Oh, no. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, could do chocolate milk, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. A- anything I missed? Anything you would like to add, man? No, I think we think we covered a lot of it. I mean, I really, uh, yeah, I think we think we got a lot. How, how many podcasts have you been on? This is my first. Yeah, you got your number one. Yeah, I really appreciate you allowing me to. Yeah, tell my story. So, no, man, yeah. you're you're natural. Like I'm just saying, and uh, I didn't have to say much, but you know, it, it it it's good to actually like just pick some brains that of a professional athlete, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, and uh, definitely don't want to jinx you on you know what. But I always, I, I want to know. I want to know. Like, are yeah, you, yeah. Because I tell you what, uh, mentally, no. And and I'm a social worker, you know, and I still, I have my days, man. If I can't run, it's the end of the world, you know. Dude, and, it's a good question, and I like you said, like we we really hit it in the sense that like I, um, and I'm the first person to admit that about myself is like we're you know. Some people, and I am the first person to say it, like give running a place that probably shouldn't have. And if I can't run, I'm, I'm pretty grumpy. Um, yeah. No, that, that said though, like, I don't know, like I started exploring, um, you know, when I did have that little bursitis thing going on in November, like I explored like more time in the rock climbing gym and I, you know, I bought a, um, I got a skier and just started going crazy on that thing. Um, you know, so it's kind of mixing it. I mean, it just that doesn't give me the same like endorphin hit that like running does, but it's it's cool, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Are you active on social media? I am on Instagram, uh at James Lariello. Okay. Um I'd say it's the easiest way to find me or best way to find me. Or uh james.lariello at substack.com. I will start writing a lot more. Substack. Um as we get more adventures, I'll be talking about some of those adventures. Um, yeah, stay tuned for a write up on my, uh, hikes peak winter marathon on Saturday. So. And you're on the ultimate direction team. Yeah. With- I'm on the ultimate direction team. Check out their website at ultimate direction athlete page. I kind of read all about our, our goal, our mission, uh, read about our products. Uh, we've got some really exciting new products coming out this year, uh, that you guys can see and all that with, so. with ultra runner gray and Kelly who just won John Kelly, the John Kelly, the goat, Joe Gray. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've got Zach Bitter. We have so many, incre- you know, so many incredible, you know, athletes, uh, Jeff Colt, I least suggest reaching out to Jeff Colt. I mean, as far as just acumen of the sport, um, he's an amazing person to talk to. Like we've got a great team this year. Really good people. I appreciate you reaching out, man. I appreciate you, you know, your support and, you know, the love uh, of this podcast and also, you know, you uh, mentioning names, name dropping. <laughs> so <laughs> some people I've noticed, some people don't like that, but, you know, you, you get to them and, and well, you can because you work with them, but you, you get to them and you're just part of their circle and that circle just keeps growing and growing and growing. And man, it, it's unbelievable when people do just let you in on their circle. So it, it seems like yours is going to be ever changing and getting bigger, dude. And I, I swear you got a bright future, especially running from uh 20, 
2020 and now, I mean, dude, you're, you're doing something right. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time and uh, hopefully I didn't get too much into your time with the old lady. So <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when you finish uh, Tahoe and uh, the, the big ones uh, this year, hit me up and I want to, I want to uh, pick your brain on some of those races. If that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'd love to. Yeah. Sweet. I'll definitely keep, keep you in the know. Nick, right, thank man. you so much. Thanks, man. Yeah. Bye. Have a great night. Yep. yep. Bye.